This is the Worth Recovery Podcast, featuring women in addiction. Welcome back to the Worth Recovery Podcast, a podcast featuring women in sex addiction. My name is Amy. I'm your host here, and I am a sex addict, and I've been sober since December 2nd of 2012. Today, our podcast episode, this is episode 120, and our title today is The Courage to Try Again. The Courage to Try Again and to Start Again. So I have felt recently like I am totally failing on so many fronts in my life. And uh, if you're familiar with my story a little bit, then you know that I kind of feel like this sometimes fairly often um, that I am failing on so many fronts. You know, I look over the last six months, I can't believe it's been almost six months since my mother passed away, but my mom passed away last fall and my fall was just a blur. It was a total blur. I was in bed for most of the most of the fall. I really struggled to just function on a on a normal level. I had so many things going on and I had been overextended for so long with taking care of my mom and things that I just crashed and it took me out. The whole part of my mom passing away and grieving It just took me out, completely out of commission. In January, I kind of had to face some hard realities and some truths and get back on the horse, right? Get back on the bandwagon, kind of force myself to really engage again and force myself to get back to work, force myself to do some things. I, I had some promptings of different things from my higher power, from my therapist that kind of helped me to to really kind of force myself to get back on the bandwagon. And it worked really well. I started podcasting again. Um, I got things together. Things were really looking up. Excuse me. I got some things for work kind of really put together and moving forward. and, And I just felt really, really great. January was a really good month. It was my birthday too, so that always helps. And I just... I love January anyway, so just felt like I had really kind of got my shit together, right? And was like starting to to move forward and pull myself out of this depression that I was in almost the entire fall. And then February hit and for I was off the bandwagon again. Uh, my grandfather was sick, you know that, in the beginning of January and uh, and he passed away. Um, work heated up and got really busy. My brother made the decision to move about six hours away from where I live. And my family got together for the first time since my mom passed away. And all these different events were super difficult for me and triggered a lot of that grief and loss and depression that I experienced in the fall. And it came back in February. But I didn't want it to come back. And I was so afraid of being back in bed for three months, sick, straight for three months again. And so I just disconnected. 
I was so afraid that I would fall back into that depression that I just started shoving that emotion down, down, further, further, further. And what the results were, (laughs) I fell off the bandwagon again. I stopped podcasting. I stopped doing a lot of the things that I know keep me healthy. I stopped journaling. I stopped writing. I stopped just doing so many of the basic self-care things that I know keep me in a good place. And I stopped doing those because I was just disconnecting from this emotion. I was so afraid that this emotion would just take me out again, this grief and loss. And so I shoved it down. And so I didn't podcast. And I felt bad about that because I really want to get back to podcasting because I love sharing my experiences, but I also love hearing from you and your experiences. And so many of you have reached out to me in an effort to try to just check in on me and see how things were going. And I wanted to get back to you and I wanted to get back to sharing and being a voice for women in recovery. And so here I am today trying to podcast again, beginning again, starting again, trying again, re-engaging again. And I'll tell you for the last few weeks, I've been really, really hesitant to do that. I knew that I needed to, and I had so many ideas and even so many podcasts like started or semi-recorded, and yet I've been hesitant to re-engage again. And as I've been thinking about that the last week or so, why am I so hesitant? What, what are, you know, what's going on for me? Um, I realized that there were a lot of voices going on in my head. Things like, you've tried to get back on the bandwagon before and you just couldn't get it together. What makes you think it's going to be any different now? Or you've made commitments to your audience before, to people, to your higher power, to yourself, and you didn't keep them then. Like, you're not good at that. So why do you think that this is going to be different Or you are struggling, you have all this emotion and you've been disconnecting from it and you need to reconnect and process and work through it. So why do you think you have anything to offer anybody? These are some of those voices that have been going on in my head. And it reminded me so much um, of the defeat that I felt early on in recovery trying to get sober. Getting sober at the beginning was so difficult for me. (laughs) Um, I have in front of me a 12-step book. um, With the beginning is a list of the dates of all of my sobriety dates. From the very beginning, my first one was July 15th, 2011. And then there's, I don't know, there's so many dates here. Down to December 2nd of 2012. And early on when I was trying to get sober, I just had that same, those same discouraging and shame voices over and over again. And as this time around, as I was thinking about these voices that, that keep me from starting again, or keep me from really engaging again, I realized something about these voices. One of the struggles that I had early on, and one of the struggles I still have is this idea of binary thinking. So binary thinking is the idea that everything, everything is right or wrong. Everything fits into two categories. It's good. It's bad. Um, Your relationships, for me, like some of the binary thinking that I have is that relationships are either all give or all take, right? Like I haven't had a lot of experience. I'm having more, but 
early on in my life, I didn't have a lot of experience of relationships that were give and take. Um, so it was either all give or all take. Um, I'm either 100% sober or I'm a total wreck, right? There's no kind of in between. Um, everything is either good or bad, light or dark. We kind of, you know, categorize everything into this binary thinking. One of the things that, um, a phrase that people use all the time is you're either with me or you're against me, right? You're either for me or you're against me. Uh, there's nothing in the middle. And this type of thinking guys is so dangerous. It's so dangerous. And yet it's so prevalent in our world. The world and the media like to boil everything down to these, you know, two categories. It's either right or wrong, good or bad, whatever it is that you're boiling it down to. And it's so dangerous because it takes an incredibly multifaceted person or an incredibly multifaceted issue and boils it down to just two sides, two solutions. It's either A or B and there's nothing in between. That's incredibly dangerous. We do that a lot. I think about some of the things in the news recently. We do that with um, gun control, right? It's either you're for or you're against. We do that with education. We do that with politics. We do that with so many things. You're for or against, but you're, there's nothing in the middle. And, and that's a that's really dangerous. But yet we do that in the world because I think that the, we've, we've tricked ourselves into thinking that it's safer. It's safer and it's easier if we just have two answers, right? If it's just all good or all bad. I'm either perfect or I'm a wreck. You know, I either believe in God or I don't. And, and we kind of have categorized these two things. We do this, uh, the, the example that comes to my mind is children, probably because I work a lot with children recently, but, um, you know, the idea that don't talk to strangers, except policemen, right? Except firemen, except anybody in uniform. Well, what kind of uniform and how are children supposed to know when a uniform is good or bad or it's right or wrong? You know, we can't always, we, we can't boil it down to something as simple as that. When we do this, it stops us from being human. Um, there's no human in the entire world who is either all good or all bad. There just isn't. There isn't. And uh, when we when we kind of categorize this thinking into binary thinking, we we trap ourselves into thinking that humans are either all bad or all good. That I'm all good or I'm all bad. And we quit. It stops us from allowing others to be human. It stops us from allowing ourselves to be human. It stops us from being open to the ideas and the thoughts and the concerns of other people. It stops us from building connection with other people. It stops us from finding middle ground. It stops us from being able to negotiate, right? One of the key um, ideas of a functional adult is being able to negotiate and look at options. So if I, if I can't do that, if I can't negotiate, if there's no middle ground, then I'm not being a functional adult. It keeps us in the drama triangle as either a persecutor or a victim. You're either with me, so we're going to be together, or you're against me. So I'm either a victim because you're attacking me, or I'm a persecutor. And it keeps us trapped there. It doesn't allow us to move out of that drama triangle. And most important, this dangerous, this thinking is so dangerous because it keeps us from trying again. It keeps us from trying 
and beginning again and, and allowing ourselves to try again. That's where it has been keeping me. It's been keeping me in this idea of trying again, that I can't try again because I've done this so many times and I've tried before and wasn't successful. And this time around, why do I think this time around is going to be any different than the other times? And why do I think that, you know, this whole idea of I'm just a shameful person, I don't have anything to offer, right? Like if I if I'm struggling, that means that I don't have anything to offer. That's not true. That's binary thinking. That's the all give, all take scenario. As I was thinking about uh, preparing to kind of re-engage again, I was reminded, I was reading from the, well, from the AA Big Book, where it says, early in chapter five, it says, many of us exclaimed, what an order. I can't go through with it. This is after we just recited the 12 steps and, and the program. And it says, do not be discouraged. No one among us has been able to maintain anything like perfect adherence to these principles. We are not saints. The point is that we are willing to grow along spiritual lines. The principles we have set down are guides to progress. We claim spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. And I I just love that idea. We claim progress, spiritual progress, rather than spiritual perfection. Yes, I took some time off. Yes, I I struggled. Yes, I've been struggling to podcast. Yes, I've been struggling in a whole bunch of different areas and different things going on. And yet, I still can podcast. I still can offer something. I still have it together. And just because I'm struggling in some areas doesn't mean that I'm not making progress. Because progress requires struggle. Progress requires us to brush up against those difficult things in our lives and to figure out what they are. Sometimes not just brush up against, but to lean into those difficult pieces of our lives and figure out what that's about. We can't make progress if we aren't engaging in the struggle. So if we aren't struggling in some areas, if we aren't struggling to figure things out in our lives and to figure out what that next level is, then we aren't making progress. And I claim spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. And because of that, (laughs) I am encouraged to start again and to begin again. You know, as I look at this list of my sobriety dates, I realize how many times I felt like giving up and I felt that I would never get back on track and that I would never make things work. And yet I did. I kept trying. I kept re-engaging. I kept trying again and I kept thinking, okay, I'm going to do something different this time. I'm going to engage and I'm going to struggle with this aspect of my life a little bit more and figure that out. And so today I'm here trying again. I'm going to try again to get back on track with podcasting more regularly and more often. And I'm excited about that. And I hope that you'll continue to join me and I hope that you'll continue to engage in the struggle of your life and quit the binary thinking that sometimes keeps us trapped in this idea that we can't struggle or that we can't begin again. And I hope that in my trying, you will have the courage to try as well. Whatever it is going on in your life that you feel like you have failed at, or you feel like you've let everyone down, or you've made some commitments and haven't been able to keep them, and yet you want to try again, I hope that in my trying, that you'll have the courage to try again as well, that you'll have the courage to re-engage and that you'll have the courage 
to do it. Because it's in the trying, it's in the struggle that we make progress. And remember, we are all about progress and not perfection. So I hope today that you will try again. Because I'm going to try again. And so I hope that you'll join me on that. Just a reminder that no matter what is going on in your life, no matter how far you think you've gone, no matter what you're struggling with, no matter what you are blatantly failing at, you are worth recovery. You're 100% worth it. I know that. I know that even in my life, sometimes I feel like I struggle to feel like I'm worth recovery or feel like I'm making progress or feel like things are changing. But I know that they are. And I'm grateful that I have people in my life to reflect that back to me. And if you don't have that, let me be that reflection. As long as you keep trying, you are worth recovery. Keep doing it. Can I change that? I didn't mean to say as long as you keep trying. I meant to say that you are worth recovery, period. No matter what's going on. You just being alive inherently are worth recovery. And if you keep trying, you'll get there. You'll get to where you want to be. Keep trying. Keep engaging. I want you to know that I think about you, I pray for you, and I love you. Until next time, Amy. stuff. The mission of Worth Recovery is to dispel shame and build hope in the lives of women struggling with and recovering from sex addiction. I am not associated with any 12-step group, religious organization, or therapeutic clinic. I am an addict sharing my own experiences and recovery.